Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. We are continuing in a sermon series we've titled um, Purpose and Power in the Book of Acts. And we are, are, are just, I'm getting so much out of this um, sermon series as we're going through it as we learn some of the things that the early church was faced with. While the early church was faced with difficult things, but they were able still to uh, present the gospel in a way that people were still being drawn to Christianity, even though people were being persecuted. So today we will continue in our sermon series, and we're in Acts chapter 17. And I'm asking those that can, who are willing and able, Would you please stand for the reading of God's word? Again, we're in Acts chapter 17. Now, when they had passed through Amphibolus and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, on three Sabbath days. He reasoned with them from the scripture, explaining and proving that it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, saying, This Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of devout Jews and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous and taking some wicked men of... take. But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked men of rabble, they joined a a mob, set the city in an uproar, and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And Jason has received them, and they are acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying, There is another king, Jesus. And the people and the city were, and the people and the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. And when they had taken money as a security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they had arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scripture daily to see if these things were so. Many of them therefore believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. And when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at Berea also, they came there, also, they came there too, agitating and stirring, stirring up the crowds. 
Then the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea, but Silas and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true, and it is given to us in love. You may be seated. As we look at this week's passage, we will find Paul and Silas, the same men who were just labeled as troublemakers and who were in prison, um, when in fact Paul and Silas were only preaching the gospel. So Paul and Silas are now, they have left where they were. Now they are in the city uh, of the capital city of Macedonia, which is Thessalonica, it would seem to me that Paul and Silas, who had just been in prison, who had just been set free, would get away and go somewhere and sit down. Seemed like they would say, we're going to lay low for a week or two. We're just going to chill out for a minute. Y'all know how it is when we go through something. When we get, when we get set free, we just need a moment to calm down and relax. So Paul and Silas, they get into the city of Thessalonica, they don't calm down. They, they don't go somewhere and have a seat. They don't go somewhere and hide. Scripture tells us, as a matter of fact, it was for three weeks that Paul showed up and he reasoned with the Jews that was in Thessalonica. And while he was proclaiming, he was telling them, this Jesus who I am proclaiming to you is the Christ. He reasoned with them from the Scriptures. He said, the one who suffered and died and was raised from the dead, he is the Christ. The Jesus, this Jesus is the Christ. This Jesus, the one that you have discounted, the one you have disregarded, he is the Christ. The one who was despised and rejected, the one who was a man of sorrow, the one who was equated with grief, the one who was smitten by God and afflicted, the one who was crushed for our iniquities, the one who upon him was the chastisement of our peace, the one who was by his stripes we are healed, I proclaim to you that this is the Christ, the one who was oppressed and afflicted. He is the Christ, the one who opened not his mouth. He is the Christ. So Paul is preaching them just who Jesus was. Paul is telling him that he is the Christ. His name is great. There's no other name under heaven whereby men may be saved. This is the Christ. Scripture says that after hearing Paul and Silas, if we look at verse 4, let's see what happens after they've heard Paul and Silas. It says this, and some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did, a, a, listen, a great many of devout Jews and not a few of the leading ladies. So listen, they was getting Jews, Gentiles, and women. Y'all see that? <laughs> Y'all follow me? Yes. Jews, Gentiles, and women. Y'all yes, yes. know women were considered that. In, in, in those times, women weren't considered equals. 
They, they, were, they, were, they weren't counted. In order to have church, you had to have a certain number of men in order to, to have a synagogue. So they didn't count women. But here, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here, when the gospel is preached, women said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If he's good for you, then he's good for me. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff, y'all. That's good stuff. Yes, that's great stuff. That's great stuff. So here it is. So they're preaching. People are hearing. People are persuaded. People are saying, tell me more about this Jesus. Y'all get it. Tell me more about him. While they happy, verse 5. What happened in verse 5? Verse 5 says this. But Jews, but the Jews were jealous. But the Jews were jealous. Now, I already said that there was Jews, Gentiles, and women here in the gospel. But what is this? It says, but the Jews. So if they were getting Jews, what makes these Jews special? These Jews were the religious rulers. These Jews were the people of authority. These Jews were the ones that people came to see when they had trouble. These Jews was the one that, that when people had, they were the magistrates. They were the one that if people had questions, they went to these Jews to find out. So you mean to tell me that these people ain't happy about Jesus? No, they ain't happy. You know why they ain't happy? Because when Paul begins to preach Jesus, and people start to believe what Paul is saying, guess what? They won't need these religious leaders no more. Are, are you listening to me? So but the Bible says that they were, were jealous and, and taking some wicked men of rabble. Listen to this. These men were jealous, so they formed a mob of men. They said, y'all, we got to stop this. Listen, we got to stop this. They are preaching Jesus. They are preaching somebody other than Caesar. We have got to stop this. Y'all, they are preaching Jesus. And if they keep preaching Jesus, ain't nobody going to pay us for information anymore. Are, are y'all listening to me? If they keep, follow the money. I said it last week, follow the money. Follow the money. Look here. Hey, look, you keep preaching, keep talking about Jesus. Ain't nobody going to come to us. We ain't going to be able to charge them because they're going to stop coming to us for us to pray for them. They're just going to stop praying to Jesus on their own. <laughs> listen to this. We ain't going to have, listen, we ain't going to be able to make money anymore. So let me tell you something. They were so jealous that they found out where Paul and Silas were staying. They said, I, I can imagine somebody in the crowd saying, I heard. That he stayed, they staying at Jason's house. Y'all know how it is. I, I heard that he's staying down there with Jason. They say, well, let's go. Let's go to Jason's house. They go to Jason's house. They get down to Jason's house. And y'all can, I can only imagine when they went in Jason's house. And they went in the closets. Are oh, y'all listening to me? They was looking under the bed. They said, Paul and Silas, come out. And they looked and they looked and they turned over tables. Yeah. Paul and Silas wasn't in the house. Are y'all following me this morning? So they said, we didn't come down here for nothing. So they grabbed Jason and everybody else who was with them. 
and they took Jason and the brothers down to the city, into the city, to the center of the city. And they got them there, y'all. And they got them there and they say, listen, y'all going to tell us. What, y'all, y'all, y'all got to sell us something. Where Paul and Silas at? Where are these men who have come and turned our world upside down? Listen, where, where, where are these people that's going to cause us not to get what we've been getting? Somebody needs to tell us where Paul and Silas are. Let us know. These men were satisfied with the status quo. They was happy with the way things were. And here come Paul and Silas telling people a new thing, telling them about a king who is not Caesar. Y'all, y'all follow me? Don't you come here messing up what I got going on. Hello? Somebody came to my house one time, and we were sitting around, and Sonya was, she was in the house, and I said, honey, would you make me a cup of coffee? Because y'all know at my house, she brew. <laughs> so I said, would you, would you get me a cup of coffee? They said, what's wrong with your hands? You get up and fix your own coffee. I don't know what y'all clapping for. Don't come in my house messing up things. This is the way it works in my house. Are y'all following me? If I ask for a cup of coffee and she says yes, you ain't got nothing to say about that. If she didn't want to make it, guess what she would have said? You can make it yourself. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Y'all get me. And so what's happening here is Paul and Silas have showed up in Thessalonica, and they are telling people about Jesus. And these religious leaders are saying, wait a minute. This man going to come in here, mess things up for us. We got things just the way we like them. We have got to stop him and anybody who's helping them. So they go to Jason's and they get him there and they bring Jason and those brothers out and their brothers are in the city. And guess what they do? Listen to this. Look at verse 8. It says this. And the people and the authorities were disturbed when they heard these things. Listen to this, y'all. These men have come in there and said, Paul and Silas messing up stuff. No doubt it was other people who were making money there. And they probably said, you know what? That's true. So they got disturbed. The Bible says they were disturbed when they heard these things. And guess what they did to Jason? Look at this. They shook Jason down. (laughs) Y'all, that's an old-fashioned shakedown. (laughs) You know what they said? Jason, it's because of you. It's because of you that you've allowed these men to have a place to stay. It's because of you, Jason, that we're not going to be able to get any money anymore. So, Jason, what we're going to do is we're going to shake you down. We're going to take money from you, Jason. That's what the scripture says. It says, when they had taken money as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. Are y'all following me? Listen to this, y'all. They say, you know what? You, you're going to pay us what, they would, what we would have been getting. We're going to get our money. That's it, Gloria. We gonna, hey, hey, we're going to get us paid one way or the other. Hello? That, that, there it is right there. So they shake. Jason down. And they take money from Jason and the brothers and they let them go. Isn't that something, y'all? Y'all, that's bad. That's bad because it seems like when the gospel is being preached, it seems like those of us who know Jesus will be happy when we hear it. 
So the problem with the religious folks, the religious, with these religious leaders was they didn't believe in Jesus. See, they had a picture of a Messiah that would be a military leader. They, they couldn't wrap their mind around a Messiah who would, be, who, would be, who would die at the hands of his own people. They couldn't wrap their minds around a Messiah who would be hung to a cross. They couldn't wrap their minds around a Messiah who they know was buried in a tomb. Hello? That's what the problem is. Our way of thinking is jacked up sometimes. We have this thing in our mind and can't nobody change it. Hello? But the gospel was changing the minds of people, and these religious leaders were not happy about that. The gospel has power to change your mind. Can I get a witness? Amen? It would change your mind about some stuff. It would change the way you think about people. It will cause you to love people that you didn't think you could love. Hello, that's what the gospel does. Hello, the gospel reaches down and it unites people from different walks of life. The gospel causes people to sit together who would have never sat together before. Are y'all following me today? I am a living witness that God will cause you to break bread at tables with people that you would have never done it on your own. That's what the gospel does. The gospel showed up. It showed up and people were saying, I believe Jesus. And folk were mad. Y'all folk, I, I, I can tell you the truth. I can tell you the truth, folk. The, 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 the enemy... It's not happy when you see people sitting together worshiping the Lord. Hello? Sometimes he try to sneak his head up in this building. Sometimes he try to divide folk right here in this place. Because that's what he does. That's his job. Now I see why Paul didn't go and hide. Paul said, lives are too important. People need to hear the gospel. There was no way that Paul said, I can hide. I will do what I've been doing. Hello? So what am I saying to us? We need to tell people about Jesus. We need to let him, let them know that Jesus is the only way. We need to tell people that there's power in his name. We need to tell people that his name is great. Hello? So here it is. After Jason's Ben, they done experienced the shakedown. After they've had their money taken from them, they go back and they tell Paul and Silas, they say to Paul and Silas, y'all got to get out of here. (laughs) Hello? Ain't it good to have somebody looking out for you? Ain't it good to have somebody on your team? Paul and Silas, y'all need to go. Those guys were angry. They shook us down, but they're going to knock you down. <laughs> they took some money from us, but they're going to take your life from you. Hello, so Paul, Paul, Paul gets on the ship, and he sails to a place called Berea. When he gets to Berea, there's Jews there. And guess what Paul does when he gets there, y'all? He began to preach the gospel to them people. Hello? It seemed like Paul had just gotten out of jail. Just escape these Jews of Thessalonica. It seems like when you get to Berea, you'll sure enough sit down somewhere. 
But Paul begins to preach in Berea, and the Bible says that these Jews were more noble than the Jews of Thessalonica. So what they did was they heard, they received the word which Paul was preaching. Listen, they received it. Listen what it says here. Let's go to the Scriptures. Verse 11 says, Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with eagerness, examining the Scriptures daily to see if they were true, if they were so. So listen to this. Paul gets to Berea. He begins to preach. He experienced something different. In Thessalonica, they didn't want to receive the word. Right here in Berea, those people, they received the word. Not, they didn't just receive it. The Bible says they received it eagerly. That means they were excited about it. They received it. And then this, they examined the scriptures daily. They heard what Paul said. They read the scriptures for themselves. And then guess what they did? To see if these things were true. Not only did they receive the word, they applied the word to their lives. So, brothers and sisters, what I'm trying to tell you, it ain't good enough just to hear the gospel. It ain't good enough just to know what the gospel says. Y'all, we got to apply these truths to our life. We got to apply this to our life so we can be living examples of Jesus Christ. They applied the scriptures to their life to see if these things were so. They examined them. They received it with eagerness. Eagerness. They were happy about it, y'all. Y'all know how it is. Church wasn't checking off a box for them. Hello? I'm sad to say, but some folk in here. Because there's a checking off the box. Somebody in here saying it's Sunday. You know what we do on Sunday. We go to church. Everybody in the room ain't happy today. Somebody here because it's compensatory. They're going to get in trouble if they don't. (laughs) And listen to this. I ain't talking about one segment of people. I'm talking about a whole segment of folk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, some of us here today, because what else we do? We go to church on Sunday. Hello, I was that person for a long time. For a long time. You know, it's Sunday. What else? I mean, I mean what, what else there is to do between? At least it was 11 and 1 for me. You know, you know, that time is blocked out, 11 and 1. You go to church at 11, you get out at 1. Y'all, it, I'm not by myself. I know somebody know what I'm talking about. And that's what we did because that was what was required of us. But when you come in contact with the gospel, hello? You ought to be eager about getting to a place where you can hear the gospel preached again. Hello? You ought to be eager about an opportunity to learn something that you can examine and apply to your life. So these people were eager. They were excited. They applied to their life. Listen to this. Therefore, huh, therefore believed with a, with not a few Greek women. Boy, the women were getting Jesus. Y'all hear me? They were getting it. They were getting Jesus. And, and, and uh, women of high, watch this, y'all, of high standards as well as men. Yeah. Oh, oh, y'all see that? Y'all see that? So, so these wasn't just anybody. They were people of standard, people. Are y'all following me today? 
It's, it's something about, see, we can look at folk and say, oh, bless they hard. Because you see, they, they may be struggling. They may not be going through something. But sometimes the people that we be saying bless they hard to, we need Jesus more than they do. I'm talking, I'm talking about us. I'm talking about us. We, listen, uh, what's, true, what's true about all of us is we need the same grace. What's true about all of us, we need the same mercy. I don't care how big your house is. I don't care if you don't have a house. I can have 30 rooms in my house and pass a man on the street that's living under cardboard. I need the same grace that he needs. Are are y'all following me? It's something about this gospel. It's fitting for everybody. No matter where you live, no matter what side of the tracks you live on, you need this gospel. No matter your education, no matter your bank account, you need this gospel. So Paul was preaching the same thing we ought to be doing. We need to be preaching the gospel. So here it is. Here it is. So they're there, they're preaching. They got men and women, these Jews, Greek men and women again. Here it is. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that, they, that the word of God was be, being proclaimed by Paul at Berea, also, they came there too. <laughs> listen. Listen. You all heard what they said earlier. These men are turning the world upside down. It wasn't good enough for them to preach here. Now they're over there preaching. Can you imagine that? He said, fellas, pony up. We got to go to Berea. Are y'all with me? So they go to Berea because they heard that they were preaching there. And they heard that them brothers were coming again. So they sent Paul off by sea. Next week, Dave's going to preach to us, and he's going to tell us about Paul in Athens. What was the difference between the Bereans and the Thessalonians? What was the difference between the Bereans and the Thessalonians? The difference is this, that the Thessalonians didn't want their world turned upside down. They knew that's what the gospel was going to do, was turn their world upside down. But the Bereans were willing to receive the word of God. It says, if this is the word of God, if I haven't been living right, turn my world upside down. Are y'all listening to me? The Thessalonians say, wait a minute. We like it the way the things are. We're not willing to turn our world upside down. Listen, they didn't want to hear the truth. Brothers and sisters, many people don't want to hear the truth. People don't want to hear the truth because the truth ought to inflict some change in our life. It ought to cause some change. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you something about the truth. The truth is the truth whether we receive it or not. Hello? 
The gospel is the gospel. The gospel is the good news, even if people receive it or not. It doesn't, it doesn't, listen, listen to this. I got a, if I got a $5 bill and I say this is a $5 bill and you say it's not, just because you say it's not don't mean it's not. It's still a $5 bill. Are y'all listening to me? Look, you can say that ain't five, that's a one. But if it got a five on it and it's a legal tender, it's a $5 bill. What I want you to see about the gospel, the gospel is the gospel. Hello? The gospel has power. And we need to preach the gospel. We need to tell people that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. We need to let people know that Jesus died on a cross called Calvary. He was buried in a barred tomb. But three days later, he got up with all power in his hand. And he's sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I. Folk need to know about the gospel that Jesus came to die for our sins. On the cross, he carried the sins of the world on his shoulder. And that there's no other name whereby men can be saved. So the proper response to the gospel is to receive it in our hearts. And when we say, when we receive it in our hearts, what we're saying is that we're willing to have our world turned upside down. Normally, we're like the Thessalonians, like the people of Thessalonica. We are self-centered and we will attack any and everything that comes try to hinder the what we got going on. Brothers and sisters, when we have put ourselves at the center of the world, when we put ourselves there, y'all, we are rejecting the gospel. When we put what we want at the center, we are rejecting the gospel. What we are is the epitome of self-righteous. We are self-fish folk. Shellfish lane is where we live. Are y'all listening to me? We are selfish and we are resisting the gospel. Y'all, when we accept the gospel, we're saying, God, I'm willing for you to turn my world. Watch this. (laughs) Listen to this. Upside down, but right side up. Hello? Because if we're at the center, hello, we are living upside down. Hello? If we're at the center, when it's only what I want matter, hello, we're living in an upside down world. So what we need to say to God is, turn my life, listen to this, upside down, but it'll be right side up. Hello? The only way that happens is the proper response to the gospel. So I got a question as I finish here. How you living? Are you living upside down or right side up? Are you living upside down 
where you are the center, where what you want is the most important thing? Are, are you living like the, the, those, those Jews in Thessalonica that you will attack people who are preaching the truth? Hello? You will attack those people because they are saying things that go contrary to what you believe? Hello? Listen, I'm talking to all of us now. All of us be acting stank sometimes. All of us. All of us. Acting like our way is right. Willie Way ain't right if it ain't lined up with the gospel. Hello? And I don't got no reason to act all, all that, even if my way line up with the gospel. It's because of his grace that my life lines up with the gospel. So again, as I finish, how you living? Anybody here need their world turned upside down? The gospel will do it. It's in, it's in Christ and him alone that your world can be turned right side up. You can't do it. You can try all you want. You can try. You can read everybody's book on how to do this and how to do that. You can send money. You know, when I was a boy, you know, Reverend Ike used to come on. (laughs) Hello. Somebody know what I'm talking about. What? 19 what? (laughs) Look at You send it in. He can make everything. He couldn't do it for you. Hello? We talked about the sorcerers last week. They can't do it for you. Your only hope is in Jesus. These people, these men, their hope wasn't in Jesus. They was looking elsewhere for their hope. And so when somebody came and was preaching the truth and it was against their hope, what they believed was their hope, they knew it was going to turn their world upside down. But y'all, if we got the gospel, we live in right side up. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your goodness. We thank you for the gospel. We thank you that the gospel has power to change our lives. The the gospel draws men and women to you. The gospel changes the way we think. The gospel calls us to love like we ought to love. Causes us to treat one another like we ought to treat one another. The gospel turns our world upside down. So, Father, we are coming to you as people who have often been self-centered and often have been selfish often have cared about what we want more than anything. We will oftentimes, God, we, we may not admit to this, God, but we, we want our way so bad it don't matter who gets hurt. So, God, we, we pray now for the power of the gospel to lead our lives, to change our lives, to, to turn our worlds right side up. God, we ask that you 
you would do it in our lives. Do it, do it great, God. So when folks see the change that happens because of the gospel, they will know it was because of you and nothing that we've done. So, Father, we thank you in advance. We give your name praise. For you are good and you are worthy to be praised. This we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.